Chris Miller from the Star Tribune here with Chip Scoggins on the Twins Insider podcast. Chip was a special guest today. I'm sorry, Chip is the special guest today. Uh, subbing in Lavelle and Phil. Lavelle's in Chicago as well. Uh, did you see him, Lavelle, at breakfast today, Chip? Or I did not. <clears throat> excuse me. I did not see Lavelle, and we do not have breakfast at our hotel. This uh, sounds like Chicago's going backwards. They're down things back, Chris. It's not good. Um, they're closing uh, restaurants. I think you only have patio dining now. So no restaurant in the uh, Team Strip Hotel here and uh, house cleaning only two days a week. And you have to schedule it if you want it. So I have not seen him. I'm guessing he's still sleeping probably, right? How was the chicken fried steak and gravy at 7-Eleven <laughs> today is what I want to know. I got a – is this is this a balanced breakfast or what? I had a donut <laughs> and a banana and a granola bar. One of those things doesn't fit. Which one? Well, I think you should have had a Coca-Cola just to sort of top off a Southern day. <laughs> I did get it. And, and to top it off, I did get a Coca-Cola and an orange juice. So I'm, I think I'm batting 500. All five food groups are included in there. <laughs> the Twins are in Chicago to open the season uh, Friday night at Guaranteed Rate Field, three-game series against the White Sox. Sounds like parking is going to be a lot safer than it usually is. <laughs> it was a uh, preseason game, exhibition game, fake game, as Lavelle would call it, with, uh, with the Cubs over at Wrigley Field. Tell me a little bit about the experience that the media has now on, and uh, as far as your safety and got in. And then also there was a game with no fans in the stands and how, how that felt. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely the – you know, it wasn't an official game, but as close as you can get. But definitely the most unusual game that I've uh, covered. Um, when you get there, uh, all the media members had to fill out a couple waivers. Uh, one, acknowledging you, you don't have any symptoms. Um, the second one was a liability sheet that I think uh, is pretty standard across Major League Baseball. I, I filled that one when I uh, went to the Twins workout when they target field and uh, also the White Sox have the same thing. So you found a way we're just acknowledging the risk of coming in the, the stadium. Um, and then you have your temperature taken before you go up. Mask obviously required uh, everywhere in the ballpark. Uh, the press box was um, definitely uh, limited seating capacity. Uh, everybody was spaced out. They had glass partitions in between seats. I don't, I don't know what the capacity uh, for the Cubs, for the Wrigley Field press box was, but it, there weren't very many of us there. Um, so you were spaced out and um, no uh, materials passed. There was no lineup cards, no pregame stat sheets, no no paper, none of that. Um, no food served. Uh, they had water. Um, so it's very uh, – the safety protocols that they have in place are, you know, uh, you notice them right away. And so – that part, you know, it felt completely safe. Um, and then the, the experience of watching it, it's just weird, uh, Chris. I mean, it's, it, takes, it takes some getting used to because you're so used to going to a game and hearing just the noise and being part of it. And even, not even when it's like a big cheer, but just kind of the, the buzz of a crowd of people talking. And you just don't have that. And it, it really uh, – I wrote about it in my lead column. When Mitch Garvey, who's the leadoff hitter, stepped in. I mean, it was just dead silence. There was nothing. You can hear a faint, but it sounds like on TV you could hear it a lot louder than we could hear it in the bar in the ballpark. Like the piped in, is it white noise? I don't even know how to describe it, but it, it sounded it sounded really really fake on TV. Like um, they they were 
two seconds behind when there was an exciting play or a home run or somebody struck out, you know, they would, but it sounded really fake on TV. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like it's loud on TV, like that, that humming or the, the, the white noise or background noise. It's a lot uh, more faint when you're in ballpark. Um, so, I mean, everything, all the noises were amplified, like uh, the, the pop of the catcher's mitt or the crack of the bat, or there was a point where, uh, we could hear Max Kepler calling for a fly ball in the outfield. Um, just things you don't hear in a, in a normal game. You could hear guys clapping uh, in the dugout. You could hear them saying, you know, attaboy or good job. You don't hear that in the game. So, And even Rocco said, you know, after the game that they could hear things that they don't normally hear down in the dugout. So it's, it's definitely different. Uh, with the, they try to create some uh, ambiance with – fake cheers, fake roars, uh, the organ was playing. They obviously have the music in between at bats, the walk-up songs, that type thing. But uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny when they were doing the pregame lineups, the the stadium PA was getting all enthusiastic into, and batting second, you know, uh, just uh, like there was a full crowd that he was trying to whip into a frenzy. Um, so they're trying, but it's I think it's going to be, it's going to be an adjustment for players. I, I don't know it's one of those things that's hard to quantify, like how much do players and professional athletes feed off crowd energy, right? Does it get them going? Does it intimidate them if they're a road, uh, you know, uh, an opponent and the crowd's getting on them? That's one of those things you, you, you know, you're not inside somebody's body, so you don't know, but I have to think it's a little bit of adjustment. Don't you? I mean, these guys are just so conditioned to feeding off the energy of a crowd in, in a big moment. And you know, you've been in a, in a packed arena or stadium when it gets whipped into a frenzy that has to have some effect. Uh, so I think it'll be, I think it'll be an adjustment uh, for the players to uh, kind of get used to just having it stone silent. I mean, it was just, uh, it's like you're playing in your backyard, basically. And uh, other than that, how was the atmosphere? I mean, did you feel like the players were sort of feeling like this is a real game? Um, I, yeah, I, I think it was still, um, I got the sense that it they it wasn't a real game to them. It was an exhibition. I mean, they were obviously when you're at bat or whatever, you're, you know, you're you're trying like it's a real game. But um, there was so much shuffling around, and um, I know Homer Bailey said he was working on some things. Um, I, I would probably eliminate the ones that he worked on that got hit 450. <laughs> <laughs> killed that one. He hit the center, um, but uh, they're, they're probably. Uh, you know, was some of that. I mean, there were, there were some some bright spots in the exhibition. I thought Miguel Sano looked really good defensively at first. Um, <clears throat> he had a scoop. I think it was three balls out of the dirt um, or two balls. He had the one where he showed some range going to his right uh, where he had to chase down a ball and flip it to a pitcher. He had one where a throw brought him off the bag and he did a swipe tag as a, as a runner was uh, running by. So, to me – he was probably the biggest bright spot of the night. Um, just, just, you know, you, that's an adjustment for him going over the first and you, you don't know, I mean, obviously you can do all the work that you put in at training camp with field and practice and all that, but games are different, different. He definitely showed uh, some promising signs with his defense last night. But, uh, but other than that, it was weird walking around Wrigley, Chris. Um, the last time I was there was game five of the 2000 of the world series 2016 remember the <clears throat> i was in town to cover the vikings and um <clears throat> the bears 
And that game was a Monday night or, or no, maybe it was a Saturday that the, the World Series game was, whatever it was, the day before. Yeah. Went up there and spent like 10 hours walking around Wrigley and just taking in the atmosphere. And, and um, so it was weird. And I've been to, you know, obviously I used to work here and been to a number of Cubs games, um, just regular season games. And it was just so weird to see all the restaurants empty and people not hanging around the ballpark. And there's still the guys out on Waveland trying to catch the home run balls during back. Uh, as many of those guys, there's only, I think, a count, nine of them where normally there might be dozens of them standing out there. And <clears throat> so it'll be, it's going to be weird that neighborhood because it's such a party scene for games. Um, just, you know, apparently they are going to open the, open the rooftops. There was a couple of people, uh, I checked with the Murphy bleachers folks and they said some of their employees were going up on theirs, but it sounds like they are going to sell those rooftops. So Cubs fans select number is not a big number. They'll be able to watch games uh, from up there, but um but for players, I, last night I think it was just what it was an exhibition. I don't, I don't think there was a, I don't think the intensity was dialed up. But it's going to be interesting to see Friday night when it is for real and how how, how the atmosphere is in the in the stadium. Just because <clears throat> we got a glimpse of it last night, but you have to manufacture it in the dugout. I mean, it's not going to come from roars of fans and all that. I mean, the energy is going to have to be manufactured there internally from the dugout and it'll be interesting to see if guys are you know on the top step really getting into it and and chattering and, and doing a lot of that because uh, we we didn't see a lot of that last night the uh the beat writer that you're traveling with Lavelle thinks all of these games are fake and we should take really nothing away from them um when the game is on tv like it was here last night there are certain segments of the twins fans who are going to panic and think homer Bailey should be sent to uh, st paul <laughs> <laughs> um, but with the White Sox are an interesting opponent, a lot of people say, well, they're a year away. They're building up with young kids, but in a 60 game season, you know, you never yeah. know. Teams that have been a year away, as you know, from being in the powerhouse East Ridge program, sometimes <laughs> a year and you know, it happened uh, with the powerhouse centennial programs here too. So, uh, maybe the White Sox are the twins top contender this year. You always think the Indians, you know, have that starting pitching, but they've traded a couple of their top guys. So. Yeah. No, it seems like the Twins are the favorite, but the White Sox might be the one team that can challenge them. Yeah, I would say that the year away um, idea would probably hold more water over 162 games. Because I think when you have a long season, the best team, the deepest team, the more experienced team is probably going to pan out um, and, and emerge in that. But within 60 games, I mean, it's, you know, it's so unpredictable. and you can't afford to have a bad week or a bad 10 days in this because you're going to, I don't know, you're going to have a, enough time to recover. And, you know, it's, it's uh, I don't know if ominous is the word, but the fact that uh, Odorizzi starting on the IL, um, you know, Rocco downplayed it last night and said he thinks he'll throw a bullpen. Yeah. He might just miss one start. I mean, he's miss one start, but have an off day, so. Yeah. But how many starts is a, is a starter going to get? 12 probably you know whatever the number is but yeah, so in a best case scenario you know they have an off day on monday so he would get the start in this cleveland series next week at home which was yeah <clears throat> yeah rocco said that uh his anticipation is that that odorizzi would either throw a bullpen while they're here or 
um, soon after they got back. So hopefully it's just one start for them. But, um, yeah, but I, I think the White Sox are emerging. I, I don't think you can just discount them and say, oh, they're a year away. I just think with this 60-game uh, season, uh, you know, it's – I don't think you can really – I mean, there's some teams you could probably eliminate off the top, but it, it's going to be such a, a scramble that every team needs to start fast. And that's – I mean, this, you know, we always talk about – an opening series it's like, ah, it's just, you know, the first of meeting to come, but it's like, yeah, this, this sort of sets the tone, you know, and that's why I think it's um, imperative that the, that the uh, twins get off to a good start here this weekend. Yeah. It just seems like all the stars are aligned for them this year in a lot of ways. They, they've improved their starting staff. Their bullpen was really good for the most part last year until the Yankees showed up. Um, and they're, you know, they're going to be the top home run hitting baseball one would expect. Yep. The Yankees are probably the team to beat this year, you know, adding Cole and they were so hurt last year that you got to think, you know, if they're pitching holes up, they're going to be fine. Um, Lavelle thought that the Lavelle sleeper team of the year was the Oakland A's, which is an interesting pick. Um, but I don't know. It's, um, it's kind of hard to see it. The good thing I think chip for us is that baseball is finally happening and that the games are, finally yeah. I know you can argue for and against, you know, teams are turning to play, but it seems like for the pro sports teams, at least at the higher levels, a lot of safety precautions are being taken and there haven't been any like upsurges in COVID-19. I think at the lower levels, whether it be you know, high schools or colleges or whatever, there's, it's fraught with peril, but I think probably baseball is doing the right thing by getting back at it. Yeah. And I, I, I uh, you know, obviously the NBA and the NHL can operate in a bubble and you can't do that with, with baseball, but I do think, uh, when you see the safety precautions that are in place, I'm fine with it. I'm, I know there's some people that just say, you know what, sports are irrelevant right now. This is a pandemic. They shouldn't be trying to play. And, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I disagree with that. I think as long as they're doing the right things, testing. I mean, you look at the Twins. They got a bigger plane to travel in so guys could be spaced more uh, appropriately. Uh, you know, you saw guys uh, wearing masks in the dugout. Um just all the things they, uh, you know, precautions are taking with the clubhouse and, and, and all those things, you know, the key is going to be, and Rocco's talked about this a number of times and I'm sure every team is going to be when you're not only it's when you leave the ballpark, right. Are you going out to dinner? Are you, you know, putting yourself in a situation where you might, um, you know, you, you want to socialize, but also you have to realize, Hey man, you're part of a team and you're trying to protect everybody and it's not just you. And so I, I get the sense that I think players understand that. I mean, it's been driven home ad nauseum probably to them that, Hey, you just can't go out to bars and do all this. And, and hopefully everybody takes that seriously, right? Because it just takes one person for this thing to uh, infiltrate a, a locker room or a clubhouse. And then you have a, I think players understand that. And so I, I'm, I'm completely fine with them trying and, you know what, last night was a dress rehearsal for I was going to look, and it's, it's different, unique, and weird, and the crowd noise and all that, but still baseball, right? It's, it's still something to watch. It's still sports, and it's still entertainment. And so I'm, I'm completely fine with, with how they're going about it. Sounds good, Chip. Thanks for the time this morning. Um, enjoy your time in Chicago as much as you can. And we'll- I think it, Thanks, Chris.